The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Pastor Jimmy Tewe, Senior Pastor, Kingsword International Church, Lekki, a member of the American Association of Small Business Consultants in Texas, USA. He is a certified job evaluator, an emotional and social competent intelligence specialist with the Hay Group of South Africa. He rose to senior management position in the then bank PHB just five years after youth service, transitioned to the world of business, and has been able to assist large organizations and SMEs in Nigeria to improve their staff productivity. He is passionate about helping individuals reach their highest potential and has been able to create such platforms as the Seven Style Worker, Free Conference, and many more. An author of several books and a well-sought-after public speaker. With the Kingsword celebration, please welcome to Seven Days of Glory, Pastor Jimmy Tewe. Hallelujah. Why don't we put your hands together for Jesus tonight? Amen. Praise God. Lord Jesus, we thank you tonight. It's unto you that we're gathered. Can you just lift your hands to him and just bless him? I want you to be conscious that it's not any man you have come to hear, but the word himself. And so say to him tonight, speak to me, Lord. My heart is open. Tonight, let tonight be my night in the name of Jesus. Let there be impartation upon my life in the name of Jesus. Can I give somebody one minute to pray tonight? This is not about fun fair tonight. I believe that God is about to change somebody's story tonight in the name of Jesus. Come on, go ahead and ask that tonight that my word will come. Like it was taught yesterday, I will get my instruction. My instruction for the second half of the year will come. I've been in meetings like this and God said something and that just changed every single thing. That will happen for somebody tonight. Come on, pray. Pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Oh, we bless you, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. And so, Father, we ask you to have your way tonight. Let it be all of you and none of me. Speak through me tonight. I ask, Father, that you will bless your people in the name of Jesus. And I thank you because there will be 10 tangible testimonies after tonight in Jesus' mighty name. We pray that someone said, Amen. Can you celebrate Jesus tonight? Hallelujah. Please be seated tonight. You're welcome again to the seven days of glory. And it's day two. How was yesterday? I was here yesterday. Praise God. Online. Praise God. I watched it today. Some of you have not watched that message again. Don't let it go. One of the things, you see, it's not that you are present in a meeting that makes a difference. It's what you did, like Pastor May was teaching. You know, Pastor Christian Columbia was sharing one time about a certain meet time it was with somebody elderly and they were watching a certain Kenan Hagee meeting. And the elderly man said to him, he said, do you know I was in that meeting? And Pastor Chris said, you were there? Your life is like this? Ask your neighbor, make sure you are here. 
All right? It's very important. And that's what you should do throughout the seven days of glory. Every single day, day after day. If you have made it to day two, I want to congratulate you. Your life will not be the same again in the mighty name of Jesus. But every day, all right, but they go from strength to strength, each one of them as they appear before God in Zion. So I have a confidence that after these seven days, your life will be totally transformed in the mighty name of Jesus. I thought I would hear you believing. Amen. Amen. With the few minutes that I have tonight, I'd like to share something that God has impressed in my heart. Um, I bring you greetings, first and foremost, from Lekki Church that was born out of this church. Amen. Praise God. So it's good to be back home. Praise God. This is the biggest church. Amen. It's the parent church, so I give honor to whom honor is due. Amen. Praise God. We can relocate from Lekki to... How can you move from here to Lekki? You move from Lekki here. This is where Jesus stays. Amen. At least tonight when I'm preaching. Amen. Tomorrow it might change. Hallelujah. I want to celebrate our pastors in the house, Pastor T and Pastor Inda. Can we put our hands together and celebrate them? Thank you so much for the work you are doing. It's um, been several years, and we have seen the work grow, and that is an evidence of grace upon their lives. I want you to celebrate your pastors, the way you are celebrating. Thank you so much, Sanma, and to every pastor in the house and all the pastors in other installations, God bless. I'm not doing that, you know, because that's what you do when they invite you to speak. Praise God. All right? I'm actually doing that because I recognize, as a pastor, I know what it takes to be a pastor. Are we together? So when people are doing this work, that's why the Bible says that they deserve double honor. Have I done double yet? Give them one more honor. Put your hands together for them again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. I don't have a title tonight, so when I'm through, we'll give it a title. All I know is your life will change. Are you ready? Which one do you want, title or change? Okay, let's call the title change. Amen. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Lola Tewe. Can you please? If you don't celebrate her, I'll reduce the message. Uh -huh, I like that one. Praise God. All right, let me be serious. I told my wife, I said, I've been feeling playful. You know, I'm trying to be in the spirit. You know, but, you know, but the Holy Spirit, you know, is a spirit of joy. So I feel that tonight. I'm smelling joy in the house. Hallelujah. I sense that. We'll see how it goes, you know, at the end of the day. All right? Now, one of the things that needs to happen in a believer's life is that you must move consistently from prophecy to manifestation. Someone say from prophecy to manifestation. A lot of believers, and particularly those around us, are used to getting prophecy. And so we know that um, the month of July is a month of wisdom. And then Reverend K comes and says that, oh, in this second half is restoration. And you are hearing that. And after a while, there must be a manifestation of prophecy. Prophecy is not what is said to encourage you. Prophecy is what is said to birth something in you. Are we together? And so throughout this conference, there will be prophecies that are coming. I want you, according to what, I mean, Paul said to Timothy, he said to war a good warfare. In other words, handle that prophecy until it becomes manifestation in your life. And over the years, as a believer, I've been born again now for about 22 years or more, I've observed something that there were more people that, as it were, recite prophecy without manifestation than those that receive it and manifest. How many know what I'm talking about? All right? So we have people that have been in church for a while. And that's one of the things that, you know, I always say to myself, you cannot claim to have God inside of you and live an ordinary life. That is an anomaly. How can you say that the greater one is on the inside of you and your life is ordinary? It's either the greater one is not there or you don't understand the operation of the greater one on the inside of you. And that's what I find 
that a lot of believers face. They don't understand the operation. Another reason why believers don't manifest prophecy is because they don't have models or the right models to look at. The Bible says that we should be what followers of those who are through faith and patience inherit the promise. In other words, one of the ways you can transform your life is to follow, follow, amen. Tell your neighbor, follow, follow. I'm telling you, it actually can birth a, a change in your life. But the Bible is careful about who to follow. It says those that are produce results. Are we together? Okay. Now, the Bible is very clear about one thing, and that's what I'm going to start tonight, that there is a dominion mandate on the life of every believer. I'll say that again. There is a dominion mandate on the life of every believer. A child of God is not meant to be ordinary. So let me help you tonight. There is a dominion mandate on your life. After a while of walking with God, there are certain kind of results that must be evident in your life. When a tree dominates a place, all you will see is the tree. Therefore, it should come to a point, for example, if you are in a field and you are called to dominate, that always see you become a reference point in that field. Somebody said tonight, there's a dominion mandate on my life and I'm going to manifest it. Genesis 1.20, I'm going to read a few scriptures because understand the Bible has different parts. I'm going to read six scriptures very quickly. Under the Adamic covenant, we know in Genesis 1 and 28, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We move to the law. Under the law in Deuteronomy 28 verse 13, the Bible says, and the Lord will make you, somebody say me, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You, someone say me, shall be above only. In other words, a child of God has only one place, above only. There's no other one above. And so after a while of consistently working with God, you must be reflecting above only. Above only and not beneath. Under the prophet in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 15, he says, whereas, Isaiah 60, verse 15, whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated, so that no man went through thee, I, God says, I will make thee an eternal excellency. Ah, you can't hear words like that and let it go. In other words, after a while, your life should look like an eternal excellency. The joy of many generations. In the Gospels, Jesus came and made it more interesting. He said, you are the light of the world. Tell your neighbor I'm the light of the world. I'm not the light of Ikeja. Say, I'm not the light of Lagos. Say, I'm not the light of Nigeria. Say, I. Say, look at me. I am the light of the world. In other words, your scope is global. That's your scope. Now, if you're not careful, the world can sell local to you. And you're prayed that way. Jesus came and said, you are the light of the world. That is dominion. That is what we are talking about, all right? We go from the gospel to the epistles in 1 Peter 2 and 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You see, the problem is that man forgets who they are. And once you forget who you are, you begin to experience what you ought not to experience. The Bible said about the prodigal son that he came to himself. In other words, he was alive, but one day 
he came to himself. After this conference, you will come to yourself in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you the problem many times is that people have the wrong image. They've forgotten who they are in Christ. Praise God. You are a chosen generation. Say, I'm a chosen generation. He says, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. In other words, you are not ordinary. You know what it means to be peculiar? You are not ordinary. Maybe you are categorizing your life and you're looking at your life based on your current circumstance. You are looking at the wrong thing. You look at the word of God. You are a what? Peculiar people. It says that you should, why? You should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Revelation, I love this one. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 10 says, and he has made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign. Somebody say, I shall reign. Your reign does not sound like reign. Say, I shall reign. You know, somebody says that sounds like pride. This is the highest form of humility. He has made me a king and a priest. I'm not ordinary. People don't understand this. And once you don't understand it, you cannot manifest it. I am a king. As you're looking at me, I'm a king. As you're looking at me, I'm a priest. And because of my offices, I shall reign. In life, there are those that reign and there are those that are reigned on. And the difference is your understanding of your placement. But I'm not going there this evening. If this is true, all of this should show in your life. Above only and not beneath an eternal excellency, the joy of many generations. And so I know something that God is going to do something in somebody's life in these six months before this year ends. And please understand, I'm not trying to make you feel good. I came here with a word in my lips that in six months, what God will do in your life will begin to align to these scriptures in the name of Jesus. I said in six months, your life will begin to align to these scriptures in the name of Jesus. You are meant to be an example of God's grace and goodness to the world around you. The Bible said about Abraham in Genesis chapter 24 verse 1. And Abraham was old, well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed him in all things. If it's possible for Abraham, it's possible for me. Some people are okay with the Lord has blessed me in some things. Some people are okay with that. At least he has blessed me in a few things. But there's a place with God you can be blessed in all things. Have you looked at your life this year and seen and asked yourself, why is the blessing not showing here? The reason why we don't move forward is because we don't look backwards sometimes. Note what I said. I didn't say you don't go backwards. I said you don't look because sometimes when you look backwards and realize that where you are going is far, you accelerate more. The reason why some people are still going to go and wake up the normal time tomorrow is because they have not looked back that, eh, it is July already. What have I done? Where am I? Relative to where I'm going to, ah, let me tie my shoelace. So many times to go forward, you have to what? Look backwards. And one of the things I'm trying to get to tonight is how do you get to a point where you begin to manifest this kind of things, the six things I spoke about earlier? God said, God's word says that God had blessed Abraham in all things. Now, one of the areas, and I'm very specific about it tonight, which you are meant to enjoy the blessing is, is in your finances. 
I came here to talk about your money tonight. Is someone excited about that? I came here to talk about your money is waiting for you. Your money is waiting for you. It's waiting for you. Are we together? I will say some things tonight. Let me just take one step at it. I actually have my notes so that I can be disciplined. Remember, I said I'm full of joy. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, it says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. If a man is poor and he sees this scripture, he should sit with it. If a man is experiencing lack, for any reason, which is unjust, he ought to sit with this scripture and say, the blessing makes me rich. Many times we are too much. All of you can quote that scripture, but not all of you know that scripture. The way you know somebody knows something that has produced results in his life. That's it. It's not about he can quote it. It's that he has the results in his life. In Deuteronomy 8 and 18, I'm going to remind us of some scriptures. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you what? Power to get wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant with his sword to your fathers as it is today. Second Corinthians 8 and 9. For you know, some people don't know, but say, I'm sorry, say I know. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich. Let me start there tonight. Some people don't want to be rich. I used to be one of them. Note my word, old things are passed away. Do you know that one of the reasons why Jesus went to the cross was so that you can be rich? Have we prayed a prayer? God, don't give me the kind of money that will take me away from you. Don't answer in case it's you. Have we prayed? And you know, recently I was talking to somebody and I said, you know, that I want to be wealthy, you know, and, you know, control finances. Because I many good things I want to do. I have my conferences, things I want to do. And I said, you know, but I don't, I don't really want to be on Forbes. You know, I said... I don't want to be, I said, but I, I mean, the person said, so how do you intend to do all your, I said, well, I want to get the private jets. Am I right? PJ is a PJ, true? Am I right? Praise God. It's confession time. Hallelujah. And so, I said, but I want a private jet. And the person said, sorry, people that have private jets get on Forbes. So I was saying something but believing something else inside. You don't need to want to be rich. You need to realize you are rich. And you must embrace it. Sometimes to be humble, we don't want to, you know, talk. It's, and I, I don't have time to teach all of that. I believe that throughout this conference that there will be adjustments made in our mind. But this is where I'm going to. The Bible said Jesus, he was rich. If Jesus was rich, it's okay to be rich. Some people here, I don't want to be rich. All they want is God. Please, let me pay school fees. Let me pay house rent. Let me pay. What do you, what do you pay again? DSTV. What else do you pay? <laughs> Am I right? Data. Life is not about paying bills. You are blessed so you can be a blessing. The fullness of the blessing is not how much you have. It's how much left you. So you must desire to begin to walk in that dimension. 
after tonight, stop saying anything that is contrary to what you are believing God for. Say it's okay to be rich. All right? Since I've dealt with that, we can move forward. I'm going somewhere tonight. I'm trying to take it step after step. All right? Now, in 2 Corinthians, 1 more scripture 9 and 8, it says, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, I'm reading the NIV transition, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. There is a dimension like that. I met somebody recently, the person was saying, you know, that he just remembered somebody, just bought the person a house. And then, you know, because the person was good to them many years ago, and they bought the person a house, and then they just thought about it, that if you buy a house, can you imagine you have a house, your own house, and you're walking inside, so they bought the person a car. That, that, now, how do you think that person is going to feel? If I buy you a house, now please be careful, a house in Lekki, praise God, amen? If I buy you a house in Lekki, then I buy you a nice Range Rover. Will you say, well, we thank God for his good deeds. What are you going to do? Will you create small? Just small. Am I right? God wants you now to help people because, you see, when you bless people, guess what they do? They give thanks to God. Somebody say, I'm rich. Say, I am okay being rich. Good. You have passed the course. I can move to the next thing now. Praise God. All right? So, do not get comfortable with poverty. There's poverty around many people. I'll share one. I went into the kitchen one day and I saw what they call rag. Who knows rag? <laughs> <laughs> Let me move away from this side. Praise God. <laughs> it's deeper than what I thought. <laughs> How many people know when your mother says, go and bring the rag? Rag. You know rag, right? Rag is that shirt you are not using again that you used to soak water. The Holy Spirit said, your house must not have rags. He told me. He said, it is wrong for you to have rags. Do you know what rag means? Think about rag. But you know our parents taught us. And we took it. After today, Every rag in your house will be born it. The presence of that rag carries an anointing. It's called poverty. I'm not lying. Something tears in your house and you leave it that way. I'm telling you the little things that you allow to accommodate, you will not move past there. How much did they sell towel? How much is towel? Basic 250. Can't you buy 250 and use it for rag? Just, and, and, you know, and I'm going to talk about wisdom because the Holy Spirit told me, he told me, he said, let's, so now one day the person helping the house had a rag. If you see the way I sparked, it was like a demon. I sparked for her. She won't try it again. Be careful about these things. I'm going somewhere tonight. Are you being blessed so far? We're building a case. It's case study. Shady introduced me as consultant from America, South Africa. It's okay. Please, I'm a pastor. Amen. Don't come and spoil my market in town. Amen. Hallelujah. But I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I will borrow it and go and pay it outside. So do not be comfortable with poverty. Last year, I've been running my company for seven years. 
And I'm, I was doing well. I wasn't suffering, but I wasn't doing well. Did you interpret that well? Yes. So I went to God and I said, God, I want a change. And God told me, change the name of your company. I said to what? He said, call it the Jimmy Toei Company. Look, what I'm about to talk about, I'm going to talk about wisdom. That what, what does that have to do with the price of fish in the market? Change the name of your company. So I asked him, I said, why? He said, your company is called Inspiro Consulting. I said, yes. He said, when you say Inspiro Consulting, what do you think people think you do there? Consulting. Then he asked me, do you do consulting? I said, no, I speak. So he says, that is why you are, your business is not moving. Because every time they think about your business, they think consulting. As simple as that. I changed the name of the company July 2017 to the Jimmy Dewey Company, and I began to prosper. I want to introduce you to, to you what we are studying in Kingsword this month. It's called wisdom. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting ahead of myself, but many of us are operating in foolishness. We are. And I'm even going to tell you tonight one of the main ways. How many people have heard about the great wealth transfer? The sinner is laying up, am I right? To hand it over to the just. How many just people would have in the house? Uh, so let's look at that scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26. Let's look at it very quickly. Don't worry. Ecclesiastes 2, 26. Please put it up so you can read. Because I've been hearing it, I've been to meeting to say that I sense a wealth transfer. I say yes. They say it's coming. I say yes. They say it's coming to you. I say yes. I've not seen it though. For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he giveth travail or hard work to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. And he said, that's what someone said, is vanity and infection of the Spirit. So the Bible tells us an operation of God upon the face of the earth. That there are two kinds of people. There is a just man and there's a wicked man. To the just man, God does not give money. To the unjust man, Bible says, God gives him work to do. And as he's doing the work, he's gathering money. He's gathering it. And Bible says that when he's gathering it, at a point, he will give to him that is good. So many good people are waiting for the handover. Waiting is not the key. The key is in that scripture. Put it up again. God gives three things to the just. Wisdom, knowledge, and joy. If you can grasp these three things in this second half, your life will radically change. I came out tonight to tell you that the great wealth transfer is already happening. It's not going to happen. It's all, I know people that were nothing yesterday and all of a sudden, now the Bible says in Genesis about um, um, Jacob. The wealth was transferred from Laban to Jacob. The Bible did not say that one day 
that Laban just woke up and said, hey, 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 oh God, I will answer you, I will answer you. Jacob, where are you? Take it. Is that what happened in the Bible? The Bible says in Genesis chapter 31, when um, Jacob was explaining to his wives, he said, one day an angel from the Lord came and showed him a formula. Am I right? And so he went and practiced that formula. And in practicing that formula, after a while, everything Laban had moved. Therefore, if you are waiting for wealth transfer, you will wait forever. You must engage three keys. Wisdom, knowledge, and joy. So let's go. The class is about to start. Praise God. That's one place to start. I didn't know. I believed, I received, I claimed, and those things are good. You had Pastor Paul yesterday. But there is a process to these things. What is wisdom? Somebody said it's a timely application of knowledge. I've tried to look for many definitions, but all I know is that wisdom can only be defined by results. I've met some people like this. When they said something, it sounded like, wow! The wisdom, the situation of the commission led to a combustion of the transformation. Osha and Sean, you know? How people know why you hear that? You're like, whoa, oh, deep. Am I right? <laughs> wisdom is not in how it sounds. After you say combustion, transportation, transformation, we will look at your situation. <laughs> if this one does not change, all of it is rubbishation. So wisdom, the Bible says, Luke chapter 7 verse 35, is justified by her children. God gives wisdom. You have to pray for wisdom. You want to take over your field, there's a wisdom for it. I have stories, but I don't have time. I have stories, I don't have time. Many people have not sought God. There is a wisdom that can take you to the top. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 7 that there's a wisdom that God has hidden from the foundation of the world that is ordained for your glory. It is just what God will just whisper to you to do. And that will change your life. During these seven days, you can't be fasting and watching TV. You are playing games. You can't be fasting and turning up. Turn off. You ask God for wisdom. James 1 and 5. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. There's a blank check tonight. Somebody needs to find a place and ask God for wisdom. When something is not working in your life, you lack wisdom there. You can be walking, but it's not working. It's lack of wisdom. You see, darkness is only a phenomenon that exists when light is absent. Light gives you flight. So until you catch light, you're not going anywhere. You can meet Pastor Dukbe, and she will tell you what worked for her. But what you don't know is that she caught light. The light tells you the action. We don't ask God for wisdom. Usually we ask Pastor Shola, what do you think? And he will share his light. But the Bible says every man will walk by his light. You need your light. You need wisdom. The Bible, I mean, speaks about in James chapter 5, um, 3, I believe, verse 17. He said that this wisdom that comes from above is first pure. There is a wisdom from God. 
And I'm telling you that it applies in physics, it applies in banking, it applies in fashion, it applies in music. People are looking for inspiration and they have not gone to meet wisdom. Do you know who wisdom is? Christ. You know what is most amazing? Christ in you is the hope of glory. Do you know that the wisdom you need is inside you today? But most times we look for wisdom outside. God told me that if anybody will bother to ask for wisdom, I'll show him. I'll share a story. People know this um, gentleman that's named me, Wally Ayila Landway. Things were not going well for him. He began to pray. And God said, real estate. You are here tonight and somebody was praying. And God said, Fufu, hey, what does that have to do with anything? For what? Does that sound too? Now, imagine if she went to her mother. Say, mommy, I've not had a job for six months. And you know, I was praying the other day. And um, I had a word. Eh? You had a word? What is it? God told me something. God told you something. What did he tell you? When it became my fufu. Eh? How do you think an African parent would take it? Does it sound like wisdom? That is why you cannot judge wisdom by your mind. Wisdom is from an instruction from God. Something inspired. In this season, as you seek wisdom, I see you find it in the name of Jesus. I said as you seek wisdom, I see you find it in the name of Jesus. Bishop Oedekbo said they were doing church, doing church, doing church. And nothing was working. Then one day he sought wisdom and God opened his eyes and he saw a veil over the church. And that veil, every time anybody saw the church, they thought it was a C, a particular church. Are we together? And it, it doesn't have a good brand. And because of that, they avoided the church. Now, once he saw that, he commanded the thing, the thing left, and then there was progress. Pastors, we need wisdom. Families, we need wisdom. At work, you need wisdom. You have been on the same grade for eight years. Is it PhD? Don't get used to poverty. Don't get stuck. Wisdom will give you flights. Bible says that wisdom makes a man's face to shine. I'm not meant to be ordinary. Tell somebody, I'm not meant to be ordinary. I refuse. I refuse to be ordinary. So you have to get wisdom. Let me read a few scriptures. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.30, I quoted already, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. James 1 and 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of him, of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall, it shall, not it might, it shall be given to him. You need wisdom for this second half. Ask God for wisdom. I've learned to do that. Many times, I get to situations where it looks like I'm stuck. I have learned to ask for wisdom. And every time I ask, believe in, I receive. I'll share your testimony at the end. Let's move further. So before I finish this, the price of wisdom is desire. I read the scripture, King James Version, Proverbs 18, verse 1. It says, through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddled with all wisdom. Can I say something to you? Until you are tired of where you are, you remain there. I'm telling you, some people are not tired, though. You are not tired. You know you are not tired. You think you are okay. You are not okay. Now, you are okay in Christ. Don't misunderstand me. But God, Christ, wants to be okay around too. 
Meaning you can be more than this. You don't eat. Do you go for more food if you're not hungry? Hunger is what makes you go forward. You need desire. Desire in your heart. Your church will not grow if you don't have desire. You can't just say, well, we are here. We are doing the work of the Lord. And over time, no, it doesn't work that way. Over time, one day, over time, you will now get to a point and say, God, this thing must change. Then you will not know what to do. So the price of wisdom is what? Desire. So number one, God gives wisdom. Number two is knowledge. Remember, God gave these three things. So there are triplets. You need three of them together. Knowledge. Knowledge is not retained information, but applied information. Knowledge is to know. Knowledge means you understand. All these people that go, who, you want to, who wants to win a millionaire? And they can say, Pele. Pele was wearing red boxers in 1948. Who cares about that? You know some who can cram? That's not knowledge. Are we together? It's not, I, should, I should feel intimidated by those people. How many people know what I'm talking about? They can tell you that, you know, in 1967, you know, Buari wore white t-shirts and brown shorts. I'm like, boy, what do I know? <laughs> it doesn't help anybody. <laughs> Amen? If you need extra like just hire the person. Are we together? Knowledge is not cramming things. That's why people that have first class in school don't have first class in life. Not all of them. The ones that do, they had knowledge. In other words, they understand. The people that have first class, they can tell you and re- reproduce the whole textbook, but they didn't understand it. That's why you can be a mechanical engineer and you cannot fix your car. That, you don't have knowledge, you have degree. That's two different things. So I'm just using those examples to let you know what knowledge means. Knowledge means understanding. No wonder in Proverbs 4 verse 7, he says, get wisdom and with all you're getting, get understanding. Let me stay to my note. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6. For the Lord giveth wisdom, we know that already, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. I wrote something. The abortion of wisdom is caused by a lack of knowledge. Let me tell you, God can give you wisdom for something and it will still fail. Because there is knowledge required for that thing to come to pass. Bishop Bedekbo will say how God told him that it was time to start a university. And I mean, when God tells you something like that, go to the university, what is the first thing people go and do? They go and get a license. That's not the first thing to do. You need to understand the thing. Some of you, the reason why your business is not growing, even though God told you, you are reading Esther chapter 2 and verse 1, and they put, I don't know what's there, praise God, you know? But you know, I just put this, you know, and they put the crown and just say, it's crown biscuits. You know, it was, the Lord gave it to me. I'm going to talk about, praise God. That's okay, he gave it to you. you. If it's biscuits, you must study biscuits. Most of us are not studying again. The Bible says in Proverbs 19 verse 1, for the soul to be without knowledge is not good. It's, look, you will get wisdom powerful, but it's aborted because of lack of knowledge. You are young, you are not reading. You have lived six months of this year, you have not opened any book. Can I tell you why you don't read? You don't have desire. It's not because you're not serious. You are very unserious actually, but the reason is because you don't have desire. Do you know if you desire something, you will carry book, you will carry lecturer? You, am I right? That's the problem. And God told me, I give knowledge. I said, how do you do it? He says, number one, I can lead you to a book. 
I've bought books that when I opened them, it didn't make sense. Then six months after, God said, pick that book. And that was the thing I needed. Knowledge. Knowledge. Look, do you want to be the head? You cannot be the head of IT if you don't know IT. Lord, make me the head. Lord, when you get there, you must stay there. Oh, Lord, I'm in the beauty industry. Let me be ahead of Tara. Let me be ahead of Banker Mashida. Okay, you are not ahead of them. You now painted somebody before. It's better than after. Is that not a problem? <laughs> Is it not a problem? It's a problem. I want to challenge you in whatever God has called you to do. Now, God said this to me. He said, Jimmy, it's time to start learning more. Start learning more. I have, I'm studying people now. I realize that people that go far, they read far. Bishop reads. If you go, I heard, if you go to his restroom, there are books there. Some of you, in the restroom, it's Instagram. Explore page. You will watch 400 videos for two hours. For what should take two minutes. Amen. If you have been there, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. See them. <laughs> Can I ask you to do something? Adjust your next six months. Start today. Don't use your life anyhow. Don't waste your time. I'm telling you, knowledge is important. As a pastor, I mean, somebody came to me yesterday with one set of 50 books. When I saw it, I said, wow, 50. We get it, no problem. Then when we get it, you will read it. Please, it's not get a book. That book, I have it. Ah, uh, that one. Uh, I got it already. Oh, you have it? I've ordered already. A man that steals a book and reads it is better than the man that bought and not read it. I didn't say you should steal. All I'm just saying is that, please, let's be serious. Ask Reverend Key. He reads. And find a way that works for you. I know it doesn't sound very spiritual, but remember what Dr. Kev is teaching a lot, that your soul can limit what your spirit can produce. Renew your mind. First with the word of God. You are here. This first six months, you read the Bible only on Sunday in church. Me, I, you know I'm not your pastor. I can tell you the truth. Sir, they are playing palungo your head. I'm telling you, don't feel bad. Just adjust. Get into the word. Get into the word. That's the first book you must read. Can I tell you what it does for you? It opens the pores of your mind. You start thinking like God. I'm not because you see the word of God are the thoughts of God packaged as words. What is a word? I think something, then I say it. So a word is a thought. So when you start reading the word, you start thinking like him and producing like him. I don't have time. Let me do the last one. Are you being blessed tonight? All right. Ah. So I said that the abortion of wisdom is caused by a lack of knowledge. This is why you can be a professor of economics and still be broke. Have you seen that before? Professor of agric, he doesn't have a farm. Am, am I right? It's like the guy that can quote the whole scripture and yet he's always sick. It's lack of knowledge. He has not understood what he's saying. Do you know when Philip met that man? What did he ask? Understand what I read. That man can go home and say, ah! I read 16 chapters today. You know people like that. Did you understand 16 chapters? That's what can change your life. So get knowledge. 
Proverbs 16, 15 verse 14. The heart of him that had understanding seeketh knowledge. The heart of him that had understanding, he seeketh knowledge. But the, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. So in this second half, seek knowledge. You receive wisdom, but you, so you receive wisdom from God, but you seek knowledge. That's what I want to stop. Um, number three is where I'm going to really tonight. This one is very powerful. It's called joy. Someone say joy. The way you say joy, you're frowning. Say joy. Praise God. Joy is a supernatural force from God, resident inside a new creature. It's a supernatural force of God that is resident inside a new creature. Galatians 5, 26 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. In Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10b, it says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I'm going to tie it all. Why wisdom, knowledge, and joy? And I'll use an example. But let's go to joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is the atmosphere in which faith operates. You cannot say, I'm in faith and be sad. One of the things that comes with faith is joy. But God gives three things. He gives joy. All right? So how does this all happen? James chapter 1 and verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Philippians 4 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Do you know what it means to rejoice? It means to repeat joy. That's rejoice. You joy, then you rejoice. Then after you rejoice, you rejoice. In other words, a child of God must maintain his joy deliberately. Deliberately. I used to hear Pastor T say, I've not had a bad day in years. How many have had that before? Can I be honest? Pastor Linda said, when I had him, I said, hmm, it's okay. First time I had. Anybody like me? Anybody like me? Raise your hand. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. See the pastor there. It's okay. All right? They need their, I'm just saying, they need their job. <laughs> so they can't, because I'm just playing. All right? But I used to wonder, sir, no, you have not. If you have a bad day, you will know what you're talking about. Hey, continue bad day, ni. But now I know. Can I say this to you? I've not had a bad day in a long while. In a long while. And I'm talking from a point of what I've experienced. And what I'm experiencing. Have I faced challenges? As I grow, they are growing too with me. <laughs> but I found out that now, I don't worry. Somebody said to me, the person, you know, I'm not sorry. the person said, don't worry. I said, I don't have capacity to worry. I actually don't have capacity to worry. I can't worry. I said, oh yeah, let's worry. Worry. I can't worry. I used to worry before. I was a pressure and worry. I will worry and you know I'm worrying. I'll be looking at you like, yeah, he's well. But he said, ah, he's not well, though. <laughs> but I had to learn. And I remember the meeting that changed was one that Pastor Noel came. How many remember? So almost two years ago. Uh, you know, one of the videos and all that. And he spoke about the love of God, receiving the love of God and all that. And I just see that that has changed my life. I am saying this to you, that when joy is away from your life, 10 seconds, oh, I thought it was 10 seconds left. All right, thank you very much. God bless you. Clap for him. Thank you. You see, I'm trying to be serious, but the Holy Spirit is playing tonight. But it's okay. Amen. There are different administrations, but it's the same spirit. Praise God. Amen. That's a scripture to back myself. Because I know Reverend K is watching. Hello, sir. All right, so... 
Be yourself with the Holy Spirit, though. You don't have to wear collar, you know, be looking like starch. No. <laughs> so rejoice means to repeat joy. When joy is activated, things happen for you in the realm of the spirits. You can, you can joy. I'm saying that no matter what you're going through, you can choose to rejoice. And the moment you start, something starts happening. It starts happening. But most times, we allow our situation to dictate our mood. It's not working. Huh? Oh, we don't know where we rejoice. Well, no. In the middle of it, there's something called a sacrifice of praise. It means that... It's, look, it's not a sacrifice until it's paining you. And I can tell you this for free, that if you will sacrifice praise in the middle of your situation, something will break. When things are not going well, because in the next six months, you will have days when it looks like things are not going well. That day, Rejoice! That situation, rejoice. No matter what it is, I rejoice. That's what I've learned. Count it all joy. All, not some. Not most, all. Somebody ought to rejoice over that situation right now. Rejoice over that situation. Rejoice over that situation. Rejoice over that situation. When things are not going well, your joy is one of the first things that comes under attack. It's what the enemy does to weaken you. I'm going to show you a case study from the Bible. Joel chapter 1 verse 12. Joel chapter 1 verse 12. Can you put it up quickly? I want to say it together. Joel chapter 1 verse 12. The vine, please note this plant. The vine is dried up and the fig tree languishes. The pomegranate tree also, the palm tree also, apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered. Why? Because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Joy withered. That's a process. It took time. Don't let go of your joy. Why did it wither? First was the apple. Okay, I have pomegranates. Then pomegranate. Then vine. Hey, all the trees. I am finished. And when you said I'm finished, you are finished. Look at that. Now, let's look at a similar scripture. Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. Same situation, but different response. Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. Put it up. Put it up, please. Although, did you see fig in the other one? It was there. Although the fig trees shall not blossom. Same situation. Neither shall fruit be in the vine. There was vine there. The labor of the olive shall fail. The field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no hands in the store. That's a terrible situation. That first one was only planting crops. He finished. This one is crops and animals. In this one. What is it? Yet. 
I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. You see, it didn't end there. What will happen? Then the Lord God is my strength. He will now make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me to walk upon my high places. What changed joy? Can you rejoice tonight? Come on, rejoice! Praise God. Please be seated. I just took you through what they call a quadratic equation. I remember quadratic equation in school. I used to like Lacombs. Who knows Lacombs? If you know it, raise your hand up. See, all the people that are raising their hand, when you are going home, Agarasa. Well done, sir. Well done, man. That's Lacombs. I mean, if you know, you became a new general math, you know, and all the other things. Odiaka. Anyway, M O Odiaka. Who did that one to? Egmont. All right, I'm just joking. Now, I used to like Lacombs. Why do you like, who knows why I used to like Lacombs? Thank you. Who knows why I used to like Lacombs? The answer is at the back. <laughs> you can't fail with Lacombs. And if you fail, you are in trouble. Am I right? All you just do is that you just check the answer and walk it and you pass. <laughs> See them. Until we did quadratic equation. You know why? They don't mark the answer. They mark the process. And if you don't know the process, you don't know it. I just showed you a quadratic equation that says X, Y, Z, all those things they do, is that the fig tree does not blossom. The vine is not working. The stalls are empty. That is X. Y is that I rejoice. And Z is that at the end of the day, he will set my feet on high places. Now, look at another one. Let's look at two more case studies. First Peter 1, 8 and 9. First Peter 1, 8 and 9. Put it up. First Peter 8. First Peter 1, 8 and 9. Whom having not seen. What are some things you are believing for that you have not seen? Many. Whom having not seen. Ye love, in whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, what do you do? You rejoice, how? With joy unspeakable and full of glory. Look at that, says, uh, colon, receiving. So the joy gets you to receive. Receiving. The reason why some people have not received the end of their faith is that joy is lacking in the equation. Some of you, you start rejoicing over what's making you cry. It won't take weeks. You will see change. It's, someone said, is there a formula? It's the word. It's the word. God listed it this way. Let me give you one more. Isaiah 55. And this is the last one. So that they can invite me next time. Praise God. Isaiah 55, verse 11 to 13. Isaiah 55, 11 to 13. So shall my word, who is speaking here, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But can, now hold on. You got a word from God. 
no manifestation. But you got the word, like Pastor Paul, you taught yesterday. So shall, so God is saying, this word, put it back, this word, so shall my word be, that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. That's God. Have you noticed how many eyes are there? That's God. Next verse, look at it. For ye shall go out, how? With joy. And be led forth. Have you noticed that when you have joy, you have peace? You might not have the result yet, but you know it as well. You are led forth with peace. Then look at what starts happening. The mountains and the hills. What are those things? Limitations shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Next verse. I'm going somewhere. All of a sudden, instead of the thorns. So, thorns were growing before. But because you keyed into joy, instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be. Somebody's joy shall be to the Lord. For a name. An everlasting sign. That, look at it. That shall not be cut off. It's not one chance by chance. It is forever. You are going to use this. And now can I sit down? No more notes. I run a free conference. Somebody said, how do you run a free conference? With joy. First time I was going to do it in Abuja last year. I remember uh, the program was on a Monday. Somebody said to me, I will pay for the venue. And I will pay for a hotel. I said, wow. I've never met this guy before. I said, thank you. If the day he came, he gave me profit offering of 100K. I said, if you can give 100K profit offering, we're loaded. <laughs> and then I started calling him. The number you are calling is not reachable at the moment. Then I called. It was ringing. I waited. He didn't pick. One week. Two weeks to the conference. Then one week to the conference. He didn't pick. At that point, I knew. Stop looking at man. Look to God. So I stopped calling him. Okay, Lord, I'm looking at you. Today is Monday. I'm looking, you know. Tuesday, I'm looking, you know. The program was upper Monday. So on Wednesday, I traveled to Kaduna. I started to rejoice and practice. It was hard. When, particularly when my volunteers said, excuse me, sir, they said, if we don't, if we don't pay for it, that we will not set up. They, you know, some people, they don't know what they're doing. They are pouring pepper inside the injury. Amen. <laughs> you know, so I got all of that. I remember I came back on Thursday, and this was Friday. I did a training for Ladi's mom and all that um, somewhere, and I was, was in Kedja here. So I drove from here, and I was going home, and it was 3 o'clock. And I said, God, by 4. But I said it, I didn't say, hey, Lord. I, I was in a place of peace I couldn't understand. Even me, I was surprising myself. That's the peace. It passes all human understanding. So I said, God, it's almost four, and the banks will close. If you don't pay, we can use that venue. What? I now finally asked the right question. What should I do? And I heard, call this guy and go and see him in his office and tell him that his company should come and advertise there. This was Friday. You don't do that with corporate communications. So I packed. I sent a mail. Sorry, I didn't pack. I just lied. I was sending a mail while I was driving. Praise God. <laughs> Father, forgive. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> That's the right thing to say. I packed. I didn't pack. Oh, I was typing, but I don't do it. I'm trying. My wife is helping me. Amen. 
So I sent a mail. I said, we are going for this conference on Monday, right? That was wisdom. Call this guy. So I said, are you in the office? He said, he's there. So I drove to his office. I got there. So he said, so what's this thing that you're talking about? I just said, well, we're doing this. We'll let you do this. We'll do this. The guy just said, um, what's your account number? I gave it to him. He also background, one millionaire. Chimo. <laughs> one million naira. That was last year. When did I do free conference in Upper week. I did Ibadan and Abelkuta. Fine. So he said, we'll pay for venue. And there's something when you go to, you are the one that will pay. It's not. But God instructed me and said, stop using your company money to pay for free conference. Now I got a contract, so I was like expecting money to come. And God said, Stop using your company money to pay for free conference. I didn't hear. I was calling them, following through. Then they called me and they told me the money will be paid the week after. So now I have to look to Jesus. Praise God. <laughs> he loves me, I'm telling you. All right? So on Thursday, the program was, Ibadan was on Saturday. And I'm going to give you figures to make it real. We had paid part of the value money, but it remains 600K. When you hear remain, you think it's 20K, right? 600,000 naira for Ibadan. 200,000 for Bekuta. And God said, you're not going to borrow. You're not going to do anything. So I said, praise God. So I was going to church, and I was feeling funny. I wasn't happy. I was in my room. We were going for music service. So I stood up. I said, Father, I thank you. In my room. You know, I don't care if you think I'm not coordinated. Joy is not meant to be a coordinated. You're, you're not doing... Um, What's that dance now? Choreograph. No, shaku. <laughs> You're not doing the shaku. Praise God. You see, joy is not coordinated expression. Joy is basically action born out of revelation. That God, you know what, God, why, what I was saying? I said, God, you told me when I send you, when I send them, what he said to them, when I sent you, lackest thou anything? And he said, nothing. So I said, I thank you. I lack nothing. I give you praise and glory. I did that for about 20 minutes, and I went to church. I forgot. Then we went to cut our hair, myself and my son. We came back with the whole family about 10.30. Then I looked at my phone. I just saw, hello, how are you? I'm preparing for free conference. This person was in Germany. The person just finished an operation. And the person said, God told her to ping me. I said, ah, are you not meant to be? She said, yes said, what is left in free conference? I'm a man of God. I can't be saying, it is sure, it's less or no. So I said, well, we have a few outstandings, you know? Pastors, you know what I'm talking about, right? You can, how can you be saying, ah, actually, oh, we need a lot of things, oh. As pastoral etiquette. You just say, well, and I told, I can show you the chat. I said, as the Lord, you know, leads you. You can give in my mind. Like... <laughs> but I can't say that. She said, no, what is left? Now, we had gotten some money, so the money in um, Ibadan had reduced. She just said, I've sent you money. I just saw my account, 300,000 naira from Germany. Someone that just finished operation. God will wake a donkey up just to answer you. When you key into joy, some of you, your promotion is around the corner. You have pressed bots in. They are pressing you now. Go and press joy, you. Press joy for one week because he gave you a word. His word cannot go back without 
performing what it was sent to do. You key into joy, you'll be left for with peace. So I said, thank you. She pinged again on Saturday. I said, she said, what is left? I said, well, we're fine. She said, please, I'm an accountant. What is left? I said, well, we've done this in the Badon. There's the one in um, um, Abelkota. She said, I just sent you 280,000. One person sent almost 600,000 from Germany. We have to stop looking at men. You know where we're limited? Hey, uncle, wrote me, uncle, Femi, auntie, boss, my boss. Your boss is not your source. The last thing I'll say is this. There are three ways you can rejoice. Singing, dancing, and shouting. Kenneth Copeland asked Bishop Oedeko, how did you gather more than half a million people inside the bush? Bishop said, I danced them in. He said, what do you mean? He says, I'll just start dancing. You know why you're laughing? It's foolishness to man. <laughs> As in, I rejoice. I've seen them coming. Praise God. Now, there was a word first. Then you rejoice over his word. Pastor Paul just said, and it was here yesterday, and I mean, this passage, part of it is influenced by what I heard from him. He said some days at 2 a.m., you will sit in the sitting room, hear me, and just start laughing. <laughs> you know, we are living our laughter. God told me, said some of you, you are waiting to laugh. You don't wait to laugh, oh. Oh, yeah, laugh, everybody. <laughs> see how easy it was. The only point is that if I laugh around, we would say, ah, 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 she go see, she go see. No. It is different when you practice joy. Three more minutes, I'll be past there. Three minutes. You said 8.15. It's 8.12. Lucky time. Praise God. Are you being blessed tonight? Uh, the devil is in trouble. He should have just stopped me on top mainland, but he can't stop me. Amen. God will have made fourth mainland for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The quadratic. I'm telling you, it works so. Dancing. Psalm 30, verse 11 to 12. You turned my wailing or my mourning not into testimony, but into dancing. God doesn't just. There is. So look at that scripture. You turn my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off. God can't walk with sackcloth. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and guarded me with gladness. So you dance. What about singing? Job 35 and verse 10. But none said, where is my maker? Who giveth songs in the night? Night speaks about when it's dark. You sing. You rejoice. What's in Paul and uh, uh, Silas, uh, Peter and Silas? In the midnight hour, they were singing, they were praising God, and boom. They began to walk a quadratic equation. Heaven responded. You can go home. That's a good thing. You can start walking in tonight. You don't have to wait till October to warm up. Praise God. Tonight. You can do it in the bus. <laughs> They might just hold you, man. Praise God. <laughs> That's why you need a car. Yeah! 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 That's why you need a car. You know, if you do that in your car, nobody will hold you. Somebody, you are leaving bus to car. 
Don't let me teach the last one. We might not leave here tonight. Rise up on your feet. Praise God. What are the three things that God gives? Wisdom, knowledge, and joy. You ask God for wisdom, you receive it, you seek knowledge, and you rejoice. You know what God told me? He said, this is the key for venture capitalists. It's the key for businesses. He said, the next frontier of wealth, I will give wisdom, insights, and ideas. And then they will seek knowledge. Along the way, they will be challenged because it will be tough. But joy is their strength. So I know that before December, many businesses will not just start, they will grow in the name of Jesus. Many, in the name of Jesus, I stand in my office now because I also know that there are two things that are upon my life. Alignment and attainment. God said, start saying it. Alignment. I pray for you tonight. Every area of foolishness. And what's foolishness? Walking out of the plan. Walking out of the will. I pray let there be a realignment tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray that that thing you think you are doing, that you think is wisdom, but it's not wisdom, God will open your eyes so you will know in the name of Jesus. Yeah. The Holy Spirit says I should tell you that I've been talking to people. It can be something as small as stop using rag. One time he told me, he said, stop spending all your money. I will get money and I'll spend it. He said, it is a cost to always reach zero. He said, have savings. When you have savings, you can never reach zero. Even though your account is zero. He said, it's a cost. He says, we have to restart. So you spend all your money. So savings is wisdom. Some of you is telling you, adjust this. Wisdom comes in the form of correction. Wisdom comes in the form of insight. You will see what others are not saying. Wisdom might be an inspiration to do something. And you don't know why. My friend, Buki, um, Shonibare, Chibo girls, they captured them. And the thing will not leave her. So she went on Twitter. That's how she started. I should say, 10 days away. 100 days away. People said, Buki, are you okay? But she couldn't just stop. 300 days away. One year away. Till it became four years away. Can I tell you what happened? By the second year, people, United Nations, said calling her. They said giving her work to do from carrying placard. Yesterday, Pastor Balaji was in our church. And Pastor Balaji shared this wisdom. He said he was sleeping one day. So you pray. That's the last thing. We're going to pray for wisdom. He was sleeping. And in the dream, so he said he slept. He woke up. I think he drifted up again. And he said he felt he was dreaming. And in the dream, his abuki called him that changes dollars. I said, dollar is about to go up. So he said he woke up. But he thought it was real life. So he picked his real phone and called the abuki and said, um, so why, why, do you, why are you telling me that dollar is going up? It's going to go up. The abuki said, I didn't call you. So he looked at his phone and he saw that he, no, nobody called him. So he said he knew and that was God. That dollar was about to go up. He said he went. Can I tell you what he said? He said he borrowed money. I'm not saying you go and borrow. The knowledge was borrow. The wisdom was what came first. 
He said he borrowed money. Um, how much was it again? 30 million era. And bought dollars at 150. In a few weeks, dollars rose to 500. Hold on. He went to the board of his church and told them, dollar is about to go up. That's why this wisdom is from above. He said, let's buy dollars. They bought seven hundred thousand dollars at one fifty, and when it reached five hundred, they sold. You don't have to toil. Lift your hands, wisdom. Wisdom. It's not just about money. Every area. Begin to pray tonight, Father. You said if any man lacks wisdom, ah, I know I lack something. Mention areas. Mention areas. I ask for wisdom and you said you don't pray, you give it freely. Open your mouth tonight and ask for wisdom. 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 Come and pray tonight. There's a wisdom hidden for your glory. There's a wisdom hidden for your glory. Come and pray. Somebody is going to contact wisdom. Wisdom from above. Wisdom for church planting and church growth. Wisdom for evangelism. Wisdom to touch lives. Wisdom to build houses. Wisdom to, to be a blessing. Somebody pray tonight. The key to wisdom is desire. Lord, I don't want to remain here. This second half, the wisdom for it, whatever he tells you to do, do it. This second half will be marked by wisdom. As we study wisdom this month, I won't just study her, I will meet her. I will embrace her. I will know her. Grace to seek knowledge. Grace, grace to seek knowledge. Grace to seek knowledge. Grace to seek knowledge. Grace, grace, grace to seek knowledge. Kato sopere yena bosta. Ene kena na bono na bosta. Brekoma shena bosta. Makate ze kena bono na bono na bono na bono bosta. Akete zembro koma na yeso. In Jesus, Matthew we pray. It must have been 2010 or 11. I was seated where this lady with braids was sitting. And Pastor Noel asked us to rejoice that day. And I started off in the flesh and ended in the spirit. And I was running. People were holding me. But I just could not stop. And I heard, you have run forward. And in a few years, I ran forward. God told me tonight, you might not need to run, you might run. But if they will practice joy in this place. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email? 
KMIAfrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.